Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City, every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how we roll here. You hear the podcast. You post on your Instagram stories. You tag a bitch. Hashtag tag a bitch. Hashtag spread the word. Hashtag get the out and spread the gospel of J Train. It's a long hashtag. They can We're, fit it in. They can fit it Twitter in. Twitter has 280 characters now. A lot of characters now. We're back in Feather Nation Studios. A live studio audience lying out the door. They heard we were back. It's been a while. We were on the road, but we're back. Shelby's here, ready to go. All set. All set, man. Revin and whatever they say. Revin and whatever they say. That's what Shelby always says. What a, you've, It's been a while for us. It's good to be back. Haven't seen you in a minute. It's been a minute. You're all over the country. All over this great country of ours. Uh, the Southeast did some time with the mom and dad for the holiday. I was in Apple, Appleton, Wisconsin. Thank you for everyone that came out. You had like the most Jewish weekend possible. Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very Jewish. It was, it was very much... Uh, you go from Appleton, Wisconsin to Boca Raton. I liked your movie theater Instagram. Well, the, <laughs> the movie theater. So I do a joke about Jews at movie theaters being very loud, and then I basically lived that joke with my parents at a movie theater. Like, on a ran, you know, because they got nothing to do. So like a Tuesday, we go to the movies like uh, like three o'clock. You saw a movie that came out eight months ago. Or yeah, something. I don't <laughs> we, even know. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> we saw that, which is the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen. It had like thirty endings. Um, every there's one scene, and we all know if you're listening to this podcast that I am a huge fan of The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one scene where The Rock. <laughs> And this is this is should tell you everything about Jews and movie theaters that you need to know. Okay, The Rock. It's like one of the final scenes. I'm not ruining anything. They go to um, where's The Rock from? Samoa, something like so that. So they're on the island of Samoa. Uh, the Rock is setting up for this big final battle, and they they do a big camera pan up his body, and he's in like. Samoan garb, like traditional garb. Like, you could tell The Rock has enough power in Hollywood to be like, we're doing the final battle in Samoa. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I'm wearing Samoan, like, traditional war outfit. And, and they're like, okay, Mr. Rock, like, that's what we'll be doing. And so they pan up his body, and he's in, like, the pant, you know, the pants, the, the lower half is all Samoan, and then shirt off. Mm-hmm. glowing, you know, oiled up, looking great. And my dad goes, my dad just goes, oh, yeah, they, he, he set up, he, how long do you work out for this shot? Like, that's his, like, commentary. When we're the only ones, that, how long do you work out for this shot? And he's right, because then they do this thing. So then The Rock is shirtless. They get this one shot of him looking great. Like, he's 10 pounds lighter than... He normally is like, this is the one he really didn't drink water for a week for. 
And then there's another scene where he's going to go chase someone. And he, you can tell you're like, and like there's a moment in my mind as a guy who's body conscious is like, he's not going to do this whole scene shirtless, is he? Yeah. How is he going to do this? Like it, for him. That's a month of filming. A month of filming. Also, he's a month of being 10 pounds lighter than he wants to be. So he's like, I'm like, how's he going to do this? So then they shoot him chasing. He jumps on a truck and all of a sudden his tank is in his hand. So he takes his tank top, slips it on and then goes into battle. And you're like, anyone, if it's life or death, you're not going, oh, I don't feel comfortable shirtless. I want to get shot through a piece of fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want people to see me not sucking in. And it's like, what a great movie. So, yeah, we went to the movies. We, my mom and dad spent the whole previews going, who's that? Oh, is he born identity? You know, when they describe the person as the movie, they did a lot of that. Um, but it's good to be back here with you, Shelby. It's good to be back at Feather Nation Studios. Uh, really, the, the, the fanfare here is crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm very excited about today's guest. Um, I was featured... It is a new guest alert. Hit that, bu- hit that bell, Shelby. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> That's right. A new guest. That's right. Very exciting moment. Shanae Alexander, thank you for coming on. Oh, hey. So good to have you. Um... Ring I, that bell. I need this intro for every podcast that I do going right? forward. You need yes, it. I need it. She's got her own podcast called Press Send. I was a guest on it, had such a fantastic time. I was like, let's do it up again. Let's run it back. People loved you. I had a great time. And I loved thank it. Thank you for not spoiling Hobbs and Shaw. We were all You're kissing. welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I well, if I press send podcast is really where the Hobbs and Shaw fandom is. I'm happy I could do it here. I know everyone here has already seen it. It was Hobbs and Shaw and Finger in the Butt. Finger in the Butt. We talked (laughs) a lot of Finger in the Butt on Press Send. If you want to go see it, so I always love telling people to go, like when I've been on a show, I'm their like appetizer in. I'm their their bridge into the world of Shanae Alexander. And so I want you guys to go on. I I love the app Laughable. Have you ever heard of Laughable? I haven't. What is it? Laughable is a podcast app where you can sign up for people. You can subscribe to me, Jared Freed, on Laughable. And on my stream, on my, my, my menu, is every podcast I've either hosted or been a guest on. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. And it's also a great way to get introduced to new podcasts like your own. How so, many podcasts do you think you've been on? I, I, it's, it's sad. <laughs> I've, you, done, I've done the, a lot of podcasting. You're it's, pretty like, I, I mean, I feel like we've had the similar guests, mm-hmm. but I think you've been on the most podcasts of anyone on podcasts. I've been around. Yeah. I, I, I think the <laughs> I'm the prince of podcasts. The, uh, the, 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 I, I, I'm a, I'm a podcast whore with, with the voice like that. How could you not? That's be? right. You got to have these sweet, supple notes going into your ear (laughs) that's right listener dulcet tones the dulcet tones thank you shelby you're right i you know but the laughable is a great way to get involved with what shanae's doing listen to press send hear my episode and she's got so many great guests and it's an awesome show so all of you go check out press send add it to your library um shanae 
You, but you do a lot of things. I do a lot of things. You do. What do you? If you could describe, like, if we're your mom's friend, and you have to describe what you do, which is the worst conversation. The worst. But also, yeah. you have to be the most explanatory with your mom's friend because you don't want to do it for three hours. So I'm trying to put it because hearing. You ever heard your mom or like a family member describe what you do to someone else? I have a story about that. You do. Yeah. Tell it. Uh, this was not planned by the way, but my, uh, my mom, I work with Adidas. I'm an Adidas mm-hmm. ambassador. I've been an Adidas ambassador for four years. Love that. And been working with them, been in their campaigns, all that. Okay. So my mom was trying to explain to my 97 year old grandmother what I do for a living, which is perfect. She doesn't, she, she doesn't know what Instagram is. She shouldn't. No, she, and there, she, you know, her what? life is better for it. Yeah. I think, I, I think if your 97 year old grandmother was like sitting there being like, hold on, I got to add to stories. You'd be like. Okay, I need to jump out the fucking window right now. I, I, this is, I need my grandma going, who wants cookies? <laughs> well, she's just like, put the Yankees on and she want, watches country line dancing. Fine. You know Great. what? Love Great. it. So uh, my mom was trying to explain to her in very, very reduced terms what I do. And we got to a place where my grandmother thinks I'm a foot model. <laughs> So that's great. We've just reduced Adidas down to shoes. Sure. And then I am a foot model, which means my grandmother actually thinks I'm not pretty enough to be a real model. Well, that's, uh, listen, I, I, at, at, at least she knows you're a model. Exactly. You know, sort. like mm-hmm. she goes to people and goes, she models feet, feet, <laughs> feet. What a, what a, what a great ankles. Yeah. Great. And then like, it, it's funny to think like she would look at a friend feet. Don't worry. You know? Yep. Yep. I Don't mean, think I'm, I'm, I'm not on wiki feet, though, which I feel pretty like so the feet, offended the by. The feet mm-hmm. fetish community is is strong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shelby, when, I, I, feel, want... I feel like you know about these things. Like <laughs> if there's a like a big shot of somebody like sometimes they blur their feet out. Like, really? I don't want these up on wiki feet. <laughs> you know, I, I, it, I, people I, do weird things with with feet things mm-hmm. like people have asked me if they could buy my gym socks which come on yeah sweaty gym socks all the time i've had it probably i've had someone ask me to buy my socks at least once a month for the last few years so let me pl- <laughs> that's fucking i'm on crazy. a rotation I, I i i mean let me play devil's advocate yeah. how much why not <laughs> well i thought about it i i mean how much are they ask uh, how much will they offer well, what would your going rate? Well, guys, your well, going rate would be like fifty bucks. I'd be like, well, 50, 50 <laughs> sounds great. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I, there's a point where like something isn't sexual to me, right? So I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want with it. Like, do you ever like how much are they offering? Can I mean, say? they don't give me a hard number. I think they're waiting for me to make the first offer. But and I would say I would have to start at a thousand. A thousand. Yeah. I mean, at that point, why not just say a thousand? But maybe that's part of the fetish for them. Well, it's like those underwear in the Japanese um, vending machines that are like worn. That's a little bit more sexual, I guess. Wait, what? Yeah, there's vending machines in Japan that have used underwear. Shelby said yes so quickly. It's as if (laughs) he's like, yeah, I got it. Underwear historian. What? That's a known thing. I had no idea. And it's used underwear. Yeah, people wear. I mean, you don't you don't know who wore it. The though. best is the best part about the underwear uh vending machine is that you're making someone, a weird hand motion well, when I'm, you uh, it's uh, not I'm a grabbing claw. <laughs> uh, I'm the claw grabbing different underwears. But the best part about that is there's a wholesaler. 
Like there's yep. somebody that is the in-between person. There's a middleman. There's a middleman who uh, has to tell their mom yep. what they do and then explain to their grandmother <laughs> what they do, which is the fantastic uh, circle of life of you're this an podcast. You're underwear trafficker. Yeah. And like, well, it's a trafficker or like a, at a certain point, you just buy and sell what you buy and sell. It's a widget, you know? So yeah. that, that would be probably the most depressing job. Yeah, you have to really turn a blind eye to mm-hmm. how you're getting your your harvest, I guess, you know, right? Happy fall, everyone. <laughs> how do you prove your income when you're moving What's with, with the panty selling? What do you mean? You know, like if you're, you, they they want, hey, let's see so your bank statement where yeah. you like. <laughs> how do you talk to your accountant? Well, I sold 3,000 underwears this year. Kept a few. Kept a few. I, I mean, this is fantastic. I My mom used to explain to my grandfather what I was trying to do. Because it was like when I was first doing open mics and he just came to the, he just felt most comfortable being like, he's a writer. Okay. Because that was the most understandable thing to him. So I understand that. But how would you explain to the listeners what you do? Because you do a lot of stuff. different. The Adidas thing, that's fucking great. Yeah, it's awesome. So I've been with them for four years. I work with a bunch of brands online. But if I could succinctly say what I do, I'm a social entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So using the internet to do different sorts of things. So uh, podcast. Engage with the guest on social media. (laughs) There you go. All of you. At Shanae Alexander. Uh, C-H-I-N-A-E Alexander. And I'll be posting on my Instagram story. I was going to tell you, you're going to have to spell that out. We're going to, we spell it out. It'll be on my, it's posted on my Instagram right now. We took a picture after we got done. In the link, in the bio. Link in the bio. Go follow, go support. Um, yeah, so social entrepreneur. So I'm in the process of writing a book, although writing a book is way harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, it it's takes very a lot of daunting. Time. I actually feel very anxious about it. I would. Hearing yeah. you say that makes me feel anxious for you. It's not only the anxious about the writing of it, but then you're like, why the fuck would people want to listen to what I have to say? But that's your inner anxiety talking and that's your sure. inner shit talking. So I have to just kind of quiet that all the time. And it's also people, you know, everyone wants to bring you down with it. You know, like if you do something different, everyone kind of. They ask questions that they don't even know sound shitty, but they're shitty. Like, I I, believe me, telling people about this podcast, I'm like, actually, we give advice. And the the most miserable person in the group, you always know it's it's not it's not the happiest person. It's not the person doing well. It's the person doing the worst amongst their friends goes, what do you know? And I always, you know, and then you have to be a become a. A professional at handling the worst person. So right. I, which I have, and I'm sure you have too. I think that's like actually just like being a New Yorker. You're also just like primed <laughs> just for handling primed. the worst person. Just waiting for the yeah, worst person. Because uh-huh. I'm always like, I don't know anything. I don't know why they write it. Like well, I have. Here's to like, the thing. I always say we're because I also have an advice based yeah. podcast, and I bring guests on just kind of like Jared. We're basically send, have a very similar podcast. Go press send. I was on an episode a couple weeks ago. Go. We check talked it out. about we talk about love. We talk about relationships. We talk right. about work. We talk about bodies. We talk about all of it. But what I've realized is if I just pose it that I'm your friend giving you advice, mm-hmm. not an expert, that's best. Yeah. I'm I, really not an expert in anything. I mean, we're talking out of our ass here. Yeah. I, I always try to call it like a commiseration mm-hmm. where it's like, listen, we've been there. And the beauty of like the hardest part about advice and the people that want to give advice are the worst at it. The people that uh, what happens is your friends give you advice based on the template of you that's already presented to them. So they'll, they'll be like, well, Jared, if I ask for advice, they'll be like, well, Jared, 
I watched you get too drunk and then shit yourself in a in a fucking bathtub once. So here's how the advice comes from me. Yep. And then we're judging the person giving us advice, being like, "Well, they saw me shit myself. They don't know the real me." That's and why I think it's actually harder to give advice to your friends rather than strangers. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why these podcasts work. Where with yours and with mine, where it's like we don't know you, we don't care about you. We're giving the advice based on. Literally, let's go to the emails now because I feel like this is a good way yeah, to get into it. Totally. Podcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I like this one. It's very juicy. Oh. It's a I juicy I can't email. wait. Ghosted in October, how festive. Fuck. Jared fell in love at first feather. Longtime listener and fan had to write in. Finally, two years of listening later, based on the intensity of the disaster dates that I have somehow stumbled upon this year, promised to keep it short. I'm 27 and consider myself to be a 778. We have a rating system here on the podcast. Uh, Guys or girls can use it. Face, body, personality. She's saying she's a 778. Hottie. This year has been a flurry of first dates from Hinge, recycling old hookups that are not boyfriend potential and me ending up disappointed after putting myself back out there. That was until two weeks ago when the cuffing season, preseason vibes were firing up. Yeah, I I call October and uh, September and October is uh, fucktember and fucktober. Those are the... Prime fucking season, November, that's really the You got you to gotta get, get it down, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, met my dream guy through a mutual friend. Hit it off instantaneously. Had a super fun first night together. Lots of drinking involved, and there was a serious vibe. Ran around the city with friends that night, and he looked at me across the bar and asked me if I wanted to get out of there with him. Very romantic. Proceeded to have a steamy street makeout and ended up back at his place. Let put, let's put it this way. Something clicked. Mm. Flash forward to texting me a few days later and, staying in, and him staying in touch through the following weekend and finally asked me to hang out the following week. Met for drinks on the, on the Wednesday and ran around the city kissing a lot, holding hands in the street. Felt like a lot of PDA for a second date. But I was into it and we even, quote unquote, traveled to a few spots. First guy I've felt this spark with in a long time. Long story short, slept over on a work night, kissed goodbye in the morning. He asked when he'd see me again. I laughed and said, you'll see me. Uh, He texted me later asking if I got home and saying he had a lot of fun with me. You're probably thinking, why is she writing in? This sounds ideal. It does, right? It does sound great. I mean, but by the title. We're bracing. <laughs> kind of fucked it up with the yeah, title. We're, we're bracing for this eventual disaster. Spoil, um, spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. She hobs and shot us. Um, <laughs> well, here it comes. Didn't hear from him for two days, and, and it's finally the weekend. And San Francisco Fleet Week is one of the most the biggest, most fun weekends in the city. Everyone's out, and it's an absolute scene. Lots of day drinking and parties. Was expecting to hear from him by 3 p.m. When I didn't, I texted him a few texts. Where are you? I want to sleep over tonight. Hope you had fun tonight. Um, later that evening, I ran into our mutual friend, and I asked where he was and thought it was strange I hadn't heard from him. He said he's showing up here right now with his girlfriend. shock and awe here in feather nation studios he told me to tell you not to say anything and to and to be chill oh my god 
After clarifying my confusion as to him having a girlfriend, I left the bar dramatically and even attempted to call him twice. Imagine my shock. So here we are today. It's been three days, and he didn't say anything to me yet. I sent one more text the next morning saying, so you have a girlfriend as a statement in hopes it wouldn't be true. It was only two hangouts, so he technically doesn't owe me anything, but I'm not sure why I feel so confused and naive. Question. Jared, why the fuck did this happen to me? Also, is it bad I still want to hook up with him? I haven't technically heard from him tell me he was dating anyone, but he also ghosted me for the last few days, and I assume his girlfriend doesn't live in town. Is it so wrong I want to hear from him? Would love to hear your take on this, as I feel like I'm so naive for not seeing this coming. P.S. didn't really keep my short promise attached as a pic of me. Shelbs, hit me with a lookalike if you're up for it. Also, hope this message gets to you as I have been a fan for years and absolutely adore you. Well, thank you so much. She's gorgeous. Uh, so cute. Very cute. Um, this, I mean, bringing it 778 isn't nice enough to herself. Um, Shelby, taking, Shelby has a, a knack for celeb lookalikes. Okay, Shelb. We're counting on you. We're counting on you. I'm kind Shanae? of thinking. I already know. Who, I already know who I would say. But. Okay, so let's hear what Shelb, and then I want to hear what you have to say. I'm thinking like a young Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. A young Lauren oh, wow. Graham. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, Shanae, you have one. I was going with a young Shania Twain. Okay. Usually, I hit that Shelb classic. Shelb nails another one, but I think Shanae nails it. Here. I'm sorry. Sorry, Shelby. Hit that hit that button. Oh, oh it's upsetting. Shania Twain, I see that more than yeah. It's like Shania Twain got a nose job. The girl's cute. She's cute. Shelby, do you agree? Do you yeah, yeah. do you feel upstaged? <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit. Oh I, boy. I, I really stepped upset. on some toes. I, no, but I, listen, we've been off a few weeks. Yeah, we it's... haven't been here. He's gotta get back in the groove. But you know what? I've been thinking about Shania Twain a lot. To be honest, so well, what a weird thing to have this look-alike <laughs> pop up. <laughs> I feel like a woman. So what? A, what? A, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, this is this, this happens is a, a lot. This happens a lot. I, the, the ghosting. A ghosting the happens ghosting, a lot. I yeah, mean, obviously. but the idea of what what strikes me is the I don't like this situation. Sucks. Yes. Let me speak directly to her. I'm sorry. It sucks. You felt like you met someone that you liked. Also, the thing, it, it, this isn't the norm to me, though, because there was a lot of things that happened in your favor where don't think you're naive. No, the, you, he was following up. You went on a date. Like, these are all, like, if you just got drunk and hooked up with someone and they didn't text you back, mm. this would be a different conversation. You, and, and you go, hey, what happened? Then you find out he has a girlfriend. You go, oh, right. Everything makes sense. It all puzzle places go into place. But what's interesting about this is I give a lot of advice where I say, like, meeting through a mutual friend, like, what a... That's safety zone. Exactly. And and the idea... So, like, to me, like, I don't like assuming... There's a line that I'm looking for, but um, I always say this podcast, like, I, I, I'm in the center... We're all in the center part of the... The fat part of the bell curve. Right. All of us land in that. And then there's those tail moments. Uh, if we were thinking of, like, the situationally... This doesn't land in the fat part of the bell curve for me. This lands in the tail end. No, because of how he treated her up until the ghosting point. And because of the mutual yeah, friend totally. who was like his, his like a, a accomplice. Right. Right? Thank God she found out through another friend, though. And not like at the moment. Have you ever... Have uh, you uh, ever... Imagine if he would have walked in or if he would have already been yeah. there. Yeah. 
I mean, with the girlfriend. If I'm him, though, like I'm thinking of like how I would I wouldn't have gone there. Like, how cocky do you have to be? How delusional? But do you this have is to- like sociopath behavior. Yes. This is like deeply but, sociopath behavior. But that's the thing. That's why I want to tell her like her. She's like, you're so, not naive. <clears throat> exactly. Like, I don't want her like the to walk away from this and think every situation is going to be this way. Like, I, I don't like the not all men thing. Like, I, I but I don't think this is what I'm saying. I'm saying this scenario is this is not all scenarios. This this no. this avoided so many this like there were so many things that are in your favor that you're going Met through the friend, had the great night, followed up, made a date night, week night. Week oh, night. Yeah. Shit. Now her friend is like a collaborator in this Yeah. And, and it's like, do you know how hard it is at, in your 20s to have someone care that much about your penis? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, who's True. this dude? True. Who's like, oh, that's my friend. He's over there. And then like being like, hey, chill out. He has a girlfriend. Like if someone said to me, hey, can you get in front? Can you go tell Shanae that uh, that I am coming with my girlfriend and to be chill about it? I'd be like, no, I don't want to deal with that awkward like, mess. That needs to be a friend breakup, too. This yeah. is a shitty dude. This is yeah. a shitty dude. And, and that's why I would say to her. The guy that you're dealing with, the hookup, the guy you hooked up with, I'm like, fuck him. Like, you got to stop texting him. Get away from him. Two, you're not naive. You, no. all, all, both of us, all three of us are sitting here going, yeah, I, I would have fell for the same scenario. But the thing is, is you're not naive if you get ghosted, no matter what the scenario. Yeah. Because shit happens. You don't, like, you can't tell off a first meeting what the person's story, what's going on in their own life, what's going on in their brain. Like, yeah. it, and, it doesn't matter. But here's the thing. You you are really, really not naive in this scenario. You do have to stop texting him, though, I think. And I think the person you go to, and this is like the third part that you brought up earlier, is that friend, you need to go to that mutual friend and be like, you fucked me. Right. Like, you, you should have anybody that sets you up or like sees you go off with someone... If in these times where we can date on our phone and very lonely, these dating things are very lonely because you're swiping alone, you're messaging alone, you're thinking everyone's going through the same thing, so you don't want to bring it up, so you want to look like the idiot. If your mutual friend says that guy's a good guy, you're going to trust that, and we all we have to take responsibility for that. There, this got fucked up in three, like in three relationships. So not only did this guy. Obviously, he fucked over his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucked over this girl. Yeah. But then he, you're also putting your friend in a fucking horrible position. But sure. the fact that your friend was complicit, fine with it. Yeah. That, that is that, so messed up. So There's now so much you're toxicity. done with the you're done with the mutual friend. You're done with this other person. The last thing is, what do you learn from this? What do we take away? The only thing I can tell you to take away from this is take the things you like. I know it's hard to not. It, it, this whole situation is fogged by the shittiness of it. But you did have the moments, the muscle memory of a good night. Yep. So like that good night you had, the next time you have it, I'm 90% sure it won't end up the same way. It can't. This is a weird scenario. It, it can't. The it odds can't. are low. And the only thing to do differently, like to the mutual friend, when you, I would be... I'm not saying you did anything wrong, but if you're going to go back again and like, let's not repeat the same mistake, I would look at the mutual friend and be like, is he single? 
And and like, you would think you don't have to ask that, but apparently you do. Apparently I, you know, do. Tri- I mean, yep. here, here's here's one thing I will say. You had given up on the fact that you could have a good time with a guy. You were feeling really hopeless about mm-hmm. it. So yeah. at least you can take that piece away and say, it's just like after a breakup. I mean, we all have been there. We've all been through a breakup and you think, I'm never going to meet anyone yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. I'm never going to find love again. I could never be this happy. I could never, you you go, even if your relationship was shitty, mm-hmm. you're still like feeling that hopelessness. So at least this gives you hope. Yeah. Not that, you know, all guys won't be shitty or whatever, but you can have hope that that's out there. And that's why she's like, I still want to hook up with him. And you don't want to hook up with him. You want to hook up with someone that will be that fun with you again. Right. And listen, this whole idea of like the dream man or the dream woman or the perfect match, that's what sets us up for failure because there's someone else out there that you're going to have a night like this with. Absolutely. I fucking promise you. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Shanae Alexander at Shanae Alexander. Press send podcast every Wednesday. Go, go, go now. Support Shanae. She's fantastic. Quip. Quip, baby. Love this sponsor. Love it, love it, love it. What actually makes a better toothbrush? If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. This is the big thing. Here's why I love Quip. They've taken like a holistic approach to the dentist, to the brushing game. And what I mean is that they're teaching, they're, what you, Janae, myself, Shelby, we can't ask each other how to brush our teeth. 12 years old, you're done asking. What Quip does, they send you a little information packet. They get you on the right. They say how much toothpaste to mm. use. They're, they're, they're reteaching you the game because most of us aren't doing it right. And the beauty of Quip, it makes you, it has this, it, it has a timer. So it times out two minutes so that you do all the quadrants of your mouth, each one for 30 seconds each. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part too because... You're not brushing long enough. None of us are. Mm-mm. That's what you realize. You're like, my arm is tired. Is How long is two minutes? An hour and a half? I used to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Really? But two minutes is better. Two minutes? I mean, this like... By the time you're done, you're like, wow, I gotta take a nap. And it's good because Quip is keeping you honest with yourself. That's the difference. You go... You, you sit there and you go, oh, I'll, I'll hold, I'll do a, a plank. You ever do a plank? Oh, yeah. You do a plank. You're like, I'll do a minute plank. You ever, it's 57 seconds. You're shaving it, it off. Exactly. Or you ever do it without the clock and you go, yeah. that's a minute. And then you, get, you realize you've been doing 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's why Quip is fantastic. It's going to reteach you how to brush your teeth. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free. That's free money, people. At get quip.com slash jtrain that's get quip.com slash jtrain your first refill is free this is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better but you have to go to get quip.com slash jtrain to get your first refill free go right now get quip.com slash jtrain jtrain podcast where the laughs don't stop that's right never ending laugh zone you're here in the laugh zone the den of laughs here with Shanae Alexander best friend drama what should J train what would J train do mm. I felt like this was a really good email for you I feel like this is I'm excited this is in your wheelhouse um, 
Thanks for doing what you do. Can't wait to see you again at your L.A. show. I met with you and my sister when we were in Burbank. My sister was the one who ranted on being stood up. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Listen, we're here, we're here to help. Getting straight to it, I'm a 27-year-old Midwestern gal that has been living in L.A. for about five years. You're in L- you do L.A. a lot. I do L.A. a lot. You do too, right? We, we talked L.A. Yeah. food scene. Oh, man. Um, love the food in L.A., but I think you might do it more than me. Uh, have you ever lived in L.A.? I dated a guy there for three years, oh, so wow. I was there once a month for three years. How did you guys meet? Did Through mutual friends. There you go. And then he ended up being the worst. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. One of my best friends from college who still lives in the Midwest has been going through the growing pains of adulting, as we all do, and has grown into someone very different. Over the past couple of years, she has started to come into her own voice. She has always been a bit of a follower amongst our friends. I've always known her to be sweet and understanding, but now she's become more aggressive and hostile. She would drunkenly say or do things that were extremely judgmental of others, and then I would call her out for acting out of character, and then she would turn her anger towards me. This wasn't a, oh my God, what are they doing, and laugh amongst ourselves. This was an instance where she drunkenly screamed at a random stranger and was outwardly rude. I figured it was a one-time instance and then we talked through it. Now it has happened a couple more times, soberly and drunkenly. The last time I saw her, I, uh, I knew she was depressed and was not happy with where she was in life, job, living in the Midwest, etc. I tried giving her advice and encouragement to do and try new things, and she didn't like what I said and thought I didn't understand. I tried to understand and ask others question, other questions, but I must have given off a weird vibe or said something she didn't like. The rest of the night, it was as if she didn't even want me there and didn't want to be my friend. She would change the subject. I tried to talk about something and called me a douchebag uh, and made me realize that she didn't like my mom. I left in tears. Our mutual friend was with us that night, and she could tell she was struggling to make any new life decisions like deciding to leave the Midwest or not. I did. I want to help, but after our last encounter, it makes me think she resents me or hates me or both. I don't want to think. I don't know what to think. What do you do when your friend is going through something, but they don't let you in? Do I give it time and see what happens? Or is it a sign that we've grown apart? I feel like I should let this friendship go, but it literally breaks my heart just thinking about it. Thanks for all you do. I will keep spreading the J-Train word. Shanae, what do you think? This is a, I feel like, to start, before you get into it, I, I have friends that I've grown apart from, um, and I've never put this much thought into it. Like I'm always just like, I don't know. This feels female to me for some reason. It is. Is it? It is. Okay. Here's what I think. I think um, we have such like an empathetic thing that Mm. she really like, although she's frustrated with her friend here, she's also trying to, she's trying to understand it. She's trying to uh, empathize with her. And Mm. I think she, we women, I I mean, everyone's gonna be nodding their head when I say this. We want to figure out what's wrong. We want to, you know, hello. That's literally the premise of this podcast. Exactly. I'm dealing with this guy. uh, For a lot of women that listen, I'm dealing with this guy situation. Give me the why. I don't need to know that it ended. I know it ended, but why? Yeah, we want some sort of resolution in a lot of things. And so I think with friends, we're not okay. We're not as okay with just letting people go Mm -hmm. because we want to understand why they're going. We have to find the resolution. So it sounds like you're trying to find the resolution and maybe do that before you end a friendship. But I think also this is a really, uh, this is a really common thing in that age range. I'm 34. I went through several stages of friendship that you kind of 
strip out all your, a lot of your friends. You're from Austin, right? I'm from Texas, Texas, kind of all over, yeah. all over. But do you have friends? She, there's one thing I, you know, I try to like. Sometimes I find the answers in the emails, you know, and yeah. they, without them saying it. She mentions the Midwest a lot. Yeah. This is a big part of the emailers thing is I've left the Midwest. Yes. And, and that your friend seems, fucking feels that. Yeah. And it, 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 like not to blame the person writing in. I'm not saying blame, but I'm saying she mentioned it enough that she sounds like the, sol- the solution to her life was moving out of the Midwest. Right. And if I'm her friend from the Midwest still living there, having to listen to that, where that's the solution in your life and that's the be all end all. But in my life, I'm not, sh- you know, I would begin to resent that. Maybe totally. A I bit. mean, yeah. I remember going home for the first few years when I moved to New York, I moved to New York 12 years ago. And so mm. I would go home for Christmas mm. and here's what, here's what I think about New York. Maybe not so much LA cause LA is yeah. a little bit easier quote unquote to live. I think, um, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a little bit like less obstacle filled, but every time I would go home, I realized I was starting to look down on the people that stayed mm-hmm. where I was from. And <laughs> I started to get this, you know, kind of bigger head about yeah. moving to New York. But you know what I realized over time is I had to elevate myself and the fact that I moved to New York because it was so hard at times. And it mm-hmm. was a struggle and it was, it did feel like a huge jump and it did feel difficult that I had to almost convince myself that it I was better because I did it. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of it is like, well, you guys you guys get to see your parents and you guys get to have right. a backyard and it's but it's also then they're looking at you going, Yeah, but you get to, you know, live this rom com life exactly. that I've only seen Catherine Heigl have. You know, so like ever wins and losses, you know. Totally. And I think you both I, I, one thing I realized was not everybody wants my life. Of course, yeah. Not everyone wants to live in a big city. Not everyone yep. wants to have a high paced job. Not everybody cares about making money. Like sure. it's it's you almost have to convince yourself that everybody wants your fucking life to survive. Also, not everyone has the ability to go life the route you went. No. So, like, for this woman who wrote in, which I appreciate her email. Yeah. But the whole distinction between Midwest and now I'm this L.A. person, you know, you might have had certain, you know, nice things in your life that allowed you to make that decision right and she might be sitting at home in the midwest going don't tell me about why i should move out of the midwest i can't do that i have student debt you don't you don't have privilege always yes this is the thing so maybe just because you were friends growing up doesn't mean that you have the same types of privileges that allow you to take life from the routes that you've taken right so you know the thing is like we can't solve the person that you're talking about the problem we're saying why is this happening? We're, we're giving. Re- we're not saying you're a bad person, the emailer, but no, we're no. saying here's why she's maybe acting out. Here's some perspective from an outsider's For view sure. of why she might be reacting to you this yeah. way. But also, I think we get with friendships, especially we get so in our own head about how they are reacting to us. Yeah. And the thing is, like with these, like kind of angry outbursts and things like that. Like that actually sounds more like she's going through a thing personally. Yeah. And you pushing on it in a way that might feel elitist. Yeah. Might actually be pushing her away further. Who are you to come back to our town and tell me how life is better when you move away from, you know what I mean? Yeah. And also she's, she's probably dealing with a lot of like mental health shit. It sounds like a violent outburst, angry outburst. Sure. That doesn't sound like, 
someone you know, who's doing doing so well. No. So I think what you should do, because you it sounds like you do, you know, want to find some resolution. And there's there's this thing that I think happens with adult friendships and you always are like, should I cut them out of my life? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's gray area here. You Absolutely. can downgrade people in your life without getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, if they're bringing toxic energy into your life, you know, obviously that's a different story, but I think you can say to her, Hey, I'm not feeling close. I would love to keep supporting you. I would like to keep our relationship, you know, going, but I think it needs to look a little different, manage the expectations of it. And then also be like, Hey, Here's been things. This is what I find most helpful when you're talking to someone that's feeling away. Mm -hmm. Tell them about situations when you've felt down. Yeah. Be vulnerable with your own situation, not being like, hey, here's how I changed my life for the better. But say, hey, yeah, yeah, I've been there. I've been fucking depressed. I've had anxiety. Some of the the best things I've ever talked about on Instagram is whenever I finally was like, I don't want to just look happy on Instagram. Mm. I want to talk about my struggle with anxiety that I've had panic before that I've been on medication before and opening up that has allowed people to hear advice yeah. to hear because it's, it's coming from it's, your own perspective. It's more of a, you know, a show don't tell type of yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 And I, also give her some resources. Be like, if you've tried therapy before, I don't know if you have, you know, or haven't, but me telling people my experience with therapy and then just giving them how I found my therapist. Sure. Not like my particular therapist, but just like giving them the tools. And if you're looking for a therapist, I'm just going to do a little therapy ad right now. Um, go on psychology today. There's therapists okay. in your area. They're the therapist finder. It's super, super easy. And they each write a blurb about themselves and have a picture. It's go. really great. It tells you if they take insurance, if they have a sliding scale. So if you're looking for a therapist, it's a really great little tool. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, do you think, I want to ask you this question, do you think it's better for this person to be like, let the person come to them with that? Like, I would think, like, in my opinion for her, like, all these resources are great, but it sounds like this friend is going to come to you if she needs that. Would it be a little bit out of like, like, I don't know right now where they stand, where the woman, the, her friend told her she hates her mom. And yeah, it's like, which is such a weird thing. To weird say. thing. But that also like, to me, like says that she's not, she thinks that you're snotty. Like right. I, I, the, she, the elitist thing works into that. Cause it's like your mom helped you with all this. They kind of, that, that's my assumption. Right. But, um, I like at that point, like to me, I'm like, step away, but be, you're you're cheering them on. I think it's okay to be positive with people and like their shit online and be, you know, the thumbs up from the corner. And if she texts you and says something, you say to her, hey, I took a step back because it felt like I was annoying you. Um, but I want, um, but I'm here for you if you ever need me. Right. And then if she says, well, I've been feeling down and starts opening up to you, you go, listen. And then I, I think your advice is the way I would go. Yeah. You know, where it's like, here are the the moments I felt the same way and I'm actually seeing someone and here's a resource for, you know what I mean? Like I, I think this has to be the, the friend driven. Yeah. Well, the only thing is, is the only reason I would say to, to confront it, right. I'm a huge fan of confrontation. Mm. I love confrontation. Okay. (laughs) Good or bad. I I don't, I don't think confrontation is necessarily a bad thing. The reason why I'm saying to say it first is I hate in relationships and I've been in this scenario before Mm. when you feel people pulling away and you don't know why. Okay. And so then you feel worse. 
And so you, it's almost. So you think this is like more like self-preservation more than anything else? And well, I, no, I think it's. I think you're doing a service to your friend of saying, and you don't have to say. Um, I think you need to go to therapy, and sure. here's how to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more like, hey, listen. I'm feeling that there's tension in our relationship mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm putting pressure on you and I'm really sorry if that's what it feels like. I want you to know that I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just take a little step back here because I feel like you need the space. But if you need something, let me know. I'm here for you. I, I love, love you. And there's resources like I've, I've struggled with X, Y, and Z in the past. I completely empathize with where you're at and that you may not be ready, but here are some resources that have helped me mm-hmm. And then, you know, let me know what I can do. That's perfect. I think that's the best way to go about it. And and also putting things in I terms. Yes. As opposed to like. Talk about your experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We're sponsor people. Postmates. Postmates. Are you craving a partner? The kind who answers your beck and call? The one you can call you call to bring you sushi at 1130 red wine at midnight and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? You can stop swiping. Postmates is here. And they're saying, hey, girl. Listen, I love Postmates. I love what they do. You know why? Because I travel a lot, okay? Here's the worst part about traveling. I always get in this instance where it's after shows and it's late at night. I'm hungry, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to go through a menu of a place that's not open. Mm-hmm. So I'm always sitting there, and sometimes, and this has happened where I'm like, I'll get to a menu, I'll be like, oh, this is my night. I'm eating this. It's gonna be delicious. I start tasting it. I'm I'm, I'm already in dreamland on, on a cloud of delicious, you know, subs, and then I go to order, and it's boop, boop, boop. We're closed. Damn it. Postmates has the places that are open around you brought right up. So you never go down the road of, you know, of, of disappointment. So Postmates is there for you. And listen, I'm going to give you some free money. For a limited time, Postmates is giving my listeners $100 for free, deliver, free delivery credit. $100. Yeah, you heard me. $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Free money. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now. Use code JTRAIN. 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 That's JTRAIN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need. Anytime you need it, download Postmates and save with code JTRAIN. Postmates, get what you want out of life. Let's do another email real quick. Here was Shanae Alexander, at Shanae Alexander, C-H-I-N-A-E. It's going to be on my Instagram. Um, Let's do, he, he dog sits for his ex. Oh, boy. J-Train Shelby, an esteemed guest, huge fan of the pod. Keep up the Lord's work. I'll get right to it. I met this guy three weeks ago. He's 32. I'm 23. We hit it off right away. Multiple hangouts a week, meeting each other's friends, sleepovers, etc. Wow, that's quick. Three weeks? This past weekend, he mentioned dog sitting his ex-boxer. I brushed it off, but then the next day, I was curious, so I asked again, whose dog was it? See attached screenshots. Did the doggos have fun? See, mucho. Sleepy dogs now. Whose dog is it again? X. Crazy face emoji. (laughs) I love that. Oh, He's listening to blow. They are best friends. It's kind of crazy cute. Never seen anything like it. He didn't. He should have shut the fuck up. Yeah, should have been like X crazy face. That's it. Yeah, I bet. 
You guys must be still decently close then. And then he... <laughs> this is not good for a text <laughs> conversation. She is... Such a bad she, idea. I, I know everything she's this feeling right now. such a bad idea. <laughs> he did the exclamation point on the... Uh, what do they call that? The reaction? Yes. He does an exclamation point on the... You, must, you guys must be decently close then. And he writes, not really. LOL, just the doggos then. She's got to stop with doggos. That it's the worst. Why are we doing that? It's the wor- other worst one is fur babies. Oh, stop fur babies saying it makes me want to take a shit, take a picture of it and put fur on it and go, <laughs> this is a real fur baby. They, and so she writes, LOL, just the doggos then. They don't really see each other much at all. And then she writes, gotcha. And he thumbs up it. If someone says gotcha, definitely don't thumbs up it. Yeah, he thumbs he he out passive aggressive her. <laughs> she wrote a little confused. Eyes are closing, and then he wrote night. Ooh, Ooh that's a bad that, combo. Oh, the ending. Ooh, that stung me. We've all been there. I hope the listeners. We've all gotten we've the night. We've all night. Like that. Anytime it's after a bad conversation, that someone writes night. They're, they're not like good night. It's night. And you know they're not going to sleep. No. <laughs> yeah, they're going to stay up and think about this for a while. I had an early morning the next day, so I left it at that. But now I can't stop thinking about it. My question is, how do I go about asking about his ex without sounding crazy? I don't want to invest my time into someone who per- potentially still has feelings for an ex. And I know that you would say for her to get another dog sitter. Uh, I know that you would say for her to get another dog sitter. But how do I tell him without the excuse that their dogs are friends. So what do you think? So I, I guess the idea is that he has a dog and the ex has a dog and they're friends. Which is interesting. I mean, my dog has a best friend, so I get it. Well, he didn't really say, uh, whose dog is it again? He wrote ex, crazy face. Oh, fun. They are best friends, he wrote. So her dog and his dog. It's kind of cute. Never seen anything like it. I guess that's the two dogs. Yeah. Because then in the email, she kind of makes it sound like, I don't want to invest my time in someone. I know who you would say for her to get another dog sitter. Oh, because, okay. okay. This makes sense, right? Oh, geez. The problem with his text is he doesn't want, You guys have known each other three weeks and he's trying to set the parameters for the relationship. He's trying to let you know you don't run my life and my friendships and how my dog, who my dog hangs out with. But he's doing it in such a passive aggressive way. It's not good. He he could have managed this. Way better. 100%. He could have said, hey, look, just want to give you a heads up out of respect. I'm, you know, our dogs are still hang out. They still are friends. I have a decent relationship with my ex, but, you know, just wanted you to have the heads up. You got nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's boom. Yep. And and he even the 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 biggest problem text that he has, and it's going to be underrated by her, is him going. They don't really see each other much at all. What? Yeah. This is, is he's treating the dog as if it's the they co-parent a child, they and that's also, not the case. He means by that, by they don't see each other, each other much. He's saying we don't see each other that much. Yeah. That's actually what that means. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the dogs. Yeah. And she doesn't give a shit how much your dogs hang out. Sure. It's the fact that the girlfriend's there. Yeah. 
And the thing, but the thing is, it's like, I don't think a guy, if he wants to get back together with his, his ex, is he's going to be telling you this stuff. No, I, 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 I don't think it's uh, the, the ex stuff doesn't bother me. Like, that's the thing. I, I think like, she's like, I want to know she's doing the thing women do a lot in relationships. So they'll be like, they'll take the big story that you can't disagree with but it's really not the problem they have. Right. She's like, well, I don't want to go down the road with someone. And it's like, you're 23. You've seen him for three weeks. You're not wasting time. You're having experiences as a young woman that all of us want to have and will have and have disappointment. So don't give me that shit. Right. Don't give me the, well, I don't want to go down the road as if you're you got time, bitch. 80 years old and you know you have a few days left on earth. No, you just want to be, you just want to know that he's not fucking his ex or that they don't, we See want the, security. Yeah. We want the feeling of feeling secure. And anything that disrupts the feeling of feeling secure sure. is something that we have to get out, pluck out, make sure it's safe. Yeah. It's, it, that's a natural thing. So you feeling weird about this is not strange in and of itself. No. And I think they're both going passive aggressive, which makes this even harder. That's why they ended with a night. I, I'm with you as far as confrontation is concerned in this case, yeah. where I'm like... I go aggressive, aggressive. Hey, uh, it's cool that you and your ex are friends, but you kind of backed off and got a little weird about it. Um, all I wanted was a little bit of you know of you going, uh, you understanding this relationship is weird. Yes, that's all I wanted out of yeah. you. And if she said that, like instead of like a little confused, like she thought she was being cool and hot, and it's like, no, 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 just be like, hey, it's weird that you hang out with your ex still. This is weird information for me to hear. All I need from you is to go, yeah, this is kind of a bizarre thing and explain a little bit to me so that I feel comfortable with you. Yeah, and you can say, I think I'm a huge proponent in my own relationships by saying, hey, I'm feeling like a little insecure about that and I, 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 I don't know the relationship. I would just like a little explanation. I'm feeling nervous about it. Yeah. And just saying that and someone giving someone the chance to not freak out, giving someone the chance to go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, you have nothing to worry about. I'm sorry. I was a bad communicator. Sure. The problem with you guys isn't the dogs. It isn't the ex. It's this communication style is bad, bad. And, and you know what? This is a good lesson for anything you're dealing with. The minute you show vulnerability and then the person still won't give into it. That's when you know they're hiding something. Yep. So if you go, Hey, this kind of made me feel weird. Uh, it's I, not everyone's friends with their ex and has these like dog sitting events. And if he was like, that's not weird at all. If he does that, now you know he's fucking lying and exactly. there's other shit going on. Exactly. Or or he's just a bully and he just yeah, doesn't and it's want not a good to like break down. Exactly. You're going to learn a lot from this, but I would say a big tip. If you're feeling away, do not have these text conversations. Yeah. Just the next time you see him, this is not an urgent thing. The next time you see, see the person, be like, hey... That made me feel a little weird. Yeah. Here's why. Just don't do this shit on text because then you have night and it's bad night j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com let's do one more email hit that button here with shanae alexander more email we're sponsored first zapier 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 is that what we're calling it? Uh, Zapier, yeah. Zapier. Zapier. It's Zapier. We can cut out that part. 
Zapier, baby. Uh, the easiest way to automate your work. Growing a business is hard, especially when you're wasting hours a day moving data from emails to spreadsheets to your CRM. Now you don't have to waste that time anymore. Zapier can help. Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles your work for you so you can focus on the things that matter most. My sales rep has been using Zapier and says it's e- already taken hours of administration work off her plate. Our friend Fanny, who does the ads, uh, she loves this stuff. So I know it doesn't. This ad might not make sense for many of you, but right now, if you're going, oh shit, I deal with that. Now you be tuning in because we want to give you some free money. If you sign up anytime now through November, try Zapier for free by going to our special link, zapier.com slash JTrain. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash JTrain for your free 14-day trial, zapier.com slash JTrain. I know that's not for everybody, but there's someone that just got hit a little buzz, right? Someone's having it's best a day jolt ever. For them. Big jolt. Shanae Alexander at Shanae Alexander. Let's do one more email. Um, I'll give you the choice. Oh, ooh, based on title? Yeah. Can someone be too broke to date? Stage five clinger. Is he just a huge douche or was he never into it to begin with? One pump chump. Coworker crush curveball. He's getting engaged. Set up after a long relationship. Let's do one pump chump. One pump chump. Let's do it. Why do girls <laughs> usually short. start to like a guy when they don't show interest in her? Seen this happen too often. Why do girls usually start to like a guy when they don't show interest in her? Do you have thoughts on this? Do you This is so common. This you was relate the, this to this? Is, this is the majority of my 20s. Really? Yeah, any guy that was like fawning over me, giving me attention, like texting me after like a date any of that i would just mm. like something about it was just like ugh. you know what's ugh. funny though as a guy when a gr- will take all the attention right and then and then divvy it out the way we see best like there was a a, a woman she was dming me that she's friends in the friend zone how do i get out of the friend zone and she goes, we cuddle and we make out. Like, and, and he says how pretty I am. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you, but he'll let that happen forever. Why wouldn't he? He'll flirt that out until he, the day he's married. He's a fuck boy. Yeah, I, I, but I, it's kind of like this thing where like in high school, like men are like, we're all sitting there being like, and right or wrong i'm not discussing that but like in high school you're like i gotta have sex i gotta get a girl i gotta that's what makes me elevated amongst my friends and then you get out of high school and then a girl gives you attention and you're like well i used to be this starving you know depression era baby where i couldn't eat and now, now and now i gotta eat everything on my plate yep and that happens to a lot of men where it's like of course I'm going to hold on to any flirt I get yep. so that because I knew how bad it used to be when I was a freshman in high school and none of my girlfriends would even look at me in that way. Do you, does that make sense? Totally. I mean, yeah. I, I think for women, it's it's there is a feeling of wanting to accomplish something. Mm. 
And so the feeling of mm-hmm. someone pulling away or pulling back, it's like, no, I can win them back. I, I can know, change this. And we're so in touch with who we are most of the time that we're like, no, I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm amazing. <laughs> he just needs a few more times to see me to sure. realize how amazing I am. Yeah. But then when you get around them and they give you all the attention, you're kind of like, eh, this person yeah. like, eh, are they even good? But here's the thing. I <laughs> think they're this, so into me. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with them? What the fuck's wrong with them? Yeah, it's it's a messed up system, and I I promise you, I think at thirty it starts to really wear off. Mm. Like that was a huge change for me. I'm thirty four, but whenever I turned thirty and actually started dating for keeps, uh huh, I was like, oh, I don't want to chase tail anymore. Yeah, I don't want to chase. I don't want to be the one. I don't need to be the fixer. Yeah, I want someone, and you know, I feel that too, where you're like, you know. I, I have a girlfriend now and you're like, you know, I don't think the idea of men being a, or women, I don't think the idea of being attracted to other people goes away. Like no. that, that's never going to go away. And, and that's like, that's the hardest part I think about settling down is you're like, wait, I have to live with this forever. I have to live with this disgusting beast inside of me that's why i love uh what's the cartoon on netflix uh big mouth oh big mouth yeah big mouth is such a great show because that beast inside of you still there to see it living out there and to see it get older you know how they have the the beast that gets older and it's like yeah it gets older but it's still there it's still a disgusting animal inside of you but the you know the relationship i have with my girlfriend were like you know, the interpersonal stuff. And when the minute I like allowed that type of, you know, growth with a person to happen, you're like, oh, okay, this, this is worth, this is a little bit different. And and it's worth the sacrifice of kind of quieting those voices. Sure. Do you feel like, um, in your relationship now Mm -hmm. or in any serious relationship that, that attraction, that, attention kind of goes down though mine does what do you mean like let's say if i was single or in a Mm -hmm. relationship that i was unhappy my my like sonar for Mm. like hot people or people i was attracted to was crazy yeah when i'm when i'm in a happy relationship it's way down okay do you feel that or do you feel like it's the same you just have to quiet it because for me it literally goes down i won't notice people you know what goes down my my patience for people I don't want to talk to. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, there was a point when you're single, you're like, oh, really? That's what you do. <laughs> and now I'm like, like, I remember like I was single and I was at the comedy cellar and I'm at the table where all the comics sit. And there was a girl in front of the TV and I was like, excuse, you know, hey, excuse me. And then I remember... I'm, and then I remember my friend who was married, 10 years married, he's just going, move, <laughs> move. And I'm like, yeah, that's a ma- that's my patience because I'm Mr. Single. Maybe she'll turn and, mm-hmm. you know, want to blow me in the bathroom. Like, I'm like, like, you know, like, it's like a for guys, it's always a possibility. (laughs) It's always on the table. And for the, and for my friend where there was no possibilities, like move. And I'm like, yeah, that's the difference right there to me. Uh, Happy relationships turned into an absolute dick. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Shanae Alexander. Thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. So fun. Go follow Shanae at Shanae Alexander. Press send podcast. 
every Wednesday. Uh, Shelby, thank you for coming on, popping on. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep spreading the word. If you're listening right now, go get tickets for the Live You Up podcast. We are going. The Northeast uh, section of the tour is selling out. So Philadelphia, D.C., Boston, New York. The New York show is going to be an insanity. So get yourself involved. Uh, We'll be back next episode. Boom. Great job, J-Train. Another perfect episode.